From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. So, um, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Isn't that, is that Chris Cross? That's not Chris Cross. Here we go, here we go. Jump, jump. That's Chris Cross. Yeah, that's Kevin's favorite. He Isn't really. Tim Carey a big Chris Cross fan? I don't know, but it would make sense with him and Kevin's friendship. No, 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 he's Wu-Tang. Whoa. So, welcome back to the welcome Stoop Session. Welcome back to the Stoop Session. Here we are on the Stoop. We're always found talking about something we're not going to talk about for the rest of the episode, but things that are on our mind. Yeah. Well, that's actually all we talk about. It's just we... What else do you talk about on the Stoop? The Wu-Tang Clan. Things on your mind. Yeah. It's what we're talking about. I feel like I, I used to play the Wu-Tang Clan game and pray that I would... Right. ...would pass. What is the Wu-Tang game? Come on. On PlayStation? Nah. You never... I had a the the I had a Nintendo when everybody else was getting PlayStation <laughs> <Sega> Two. <Genesis? laughs> Dang, well that's hard. Well, we got Atari when Super Nintendo came out. Well, that's hard. And we stopped with Nintendo. But you read your word and like played guitar. So I never knew there was a right? Wu Tang game. Yeah, there was. I loved it. Game. So it was modeled after the the group, and it was a game you plug you put it into your PS Two. You went that's you went to town. Yeah. So I, other than Wu Tang, what's on what's on your mind today? A lot is on my mind. Unity is on my mind today. The need for prayer is on my mind mm-hmm. today. Racial tension. Yeah, the tension Racial in issues, general. Race, yeah. racism. Really been thinking about. Injustice. All of it. You better name everything Politics, that's in my journal. Babies. Voting. Lots oh, of things. babies. Yeah. Babies are on my mind. And why are babies on your mind? Well, <laughs> awkwardly, babies are on my mind, sadly, because I've had a couple friends miscarriage. But... Okay. Babies are also on my mind because I'm growing one. Yay! I'm. Oh, can I say I'm growing a baby? You're growing a baby, yeah. Is we haven't talked phrase? about that on the show, but you're pregnant. So I Stephanie pregnant. Greer is pregnant. I am pregnant. With a baby. With a baby. Um, Do we grow babies, and though? You're, yeah, you're growing a baby. Okay, in your, well, the Lord is knitting the a Lord baby together in your womb. The Lord is intricately knitting a baby in my womb. And so therefore, um, we are celebrating today. Yeah. And we are also talking about prayer because... We need it. You need prayer, right? <laughs> need well, so congratulations, much. Stephanie. Thank you. Officially from the stoop, we say congratulations. Well, it's one third of the stoop saying congratulations, but I'll take it. Yeah, Eric's not with Eric, us today. Yeah. Um, but we are gonna talk more about prayer. So prayer is on my mind. Thankfully, with everything going on in this world, yeah. uh, we did briefly talk about prayer in our last episode. Talked about the. Um, Need for prayer in the local church. What we gain when we when we realize that we get to pray. Yeah, why pray? Yeah. Pr- when I think of prayer, one of the guys that comes to my mind is our friend Isaac Adams, and uh, he's an old friend. What a guy! Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, he's at a church in Capitol at Capitol Hill Baptist Church in D.C. I met him years ago. I think he was an intern at the time at Capitol Hill, and uh, he's preached at the Garden, gotten to know him. He's just a go-to dude in my life. Solid, meek. Yeah, and he started a unique podcast on prayer, and uh, he actually just kind of sits on the podcast and prays. And I've thought, why don't we give him a shout, see if we can get him on the phone, and talk about prayer with Isaac. Let's do it. Give me one second. (laughs) Okay. Scrolls through his contacts. And while I while I pull up his numbers, uh, Isaac is. If you don't know Isaac Adams, um, he is a an associate pastor at Capitol Hill Baptist Church. 
He is graduated from Chapel Hill. I think he likes sports, specifically North Carolina. Carolina. So I'm bringing that up. He's married to Megan, and he has two kids. They're adorable. I get to talk about how adorable they are because I'm a feeler. Can I do that? And and he also has a book coming out on race. Yep. Hey, bro. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Can you hear hear Stephanie? Yes. Hi, bro. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I don't know if I've talked to you since your wedding. Yeah, you got married in a backyard. Congrats, Steph. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're always around for congratulations, Isaac. I feel like I see you at, like, big deal parts of my life. Like, oh, hey, congrats. I'll take it. (laughs) That's what's up, man. And, Isaac, you've got a growing family. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I uh, we're expecting, That's right. We're expecting number three, a girl <gasps> in January. Lord Whoa! That, yeah, that excites crazy. me. That's <laughs> crazy. Man. So uh, we've been talking about prayer and uh, wanted to give you a shout because you started a podcast devoted to prayer. Like you actually pray on a podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yes. It sounds, it sounds crazy with the what a crazy kind of idea like to it. actually but, pray on a podcast yeah, yeah. so what yeah, did you yeah, why start a why start a prayer podcast yeah 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 um this was about six years ago i mean when michael brown when everything happened with michael brown in st louis and uh you know, I think there's kind of these reckoning moments around some of these uh, these shootings and these killings, and um, uh, everyone was doing what they do, you know, taking sides and kind of a lot of folks bloviating, pontificating on social media. And I realized I was giving a lot of time to social media and a little time to prayer. Mm. Uh, and I had read this sermon by Francis Grimke, who's an African American pastor. Mm-hmm. Oh, DC, right? Century. That's right, right out of D.C., 15th Street Presbyterian Church. Uh, And he has a sermon called God and Prayer as Factors in the Struggle that I think, I mean, judging by how much it's affected my ministry, probably outside of, you know, sermons that led to my conversion, probably Mm -hmm. one of the most impactful sermons I've ever heard, uh, where he just focused on the need and the power of prayer. Uh, And so I was convinced that I was not, I was certainly convicted and convinced that I was not praying enough. And, you know, it was a, it was a guess, but I think a good guess that judging by the way people were having conversations about difficult matters of race, they weren't praying that much about this either. So I was trying to put a flag in the ground to say, Hey, wherever you fall on the issue, uh, if you're a Christian, you agree that we should be in prayer. And I have some other reasons kind of why why I started this on prayer, but that's, that's kind of the basic story. So we started that and then, yeah, man, that led it to, uh, United. We pray, you know, there's a question mark behind that word United, because I think our unity in Christ right now is a question in a lot of people's minds, uh, over some of these difficult matters of race and racism. Uh, and I thought, uh, when, or it was clear to me, um, at least that when Christians see difficulty, one thing they ought to do is pray. Yeah. Uh, and so That's I was so trying to do yeah. something uh, as simple as it is powerful and right. help folks pray better. Yeah, That's good. And so my question to you is, how then should we pray on a topic like race and unity? Yeah, I mean, for I think First Thessalonians 5, that, the answer there is without ceasing. <laughs> That's good. Right? It's just mm-hmm. like... 
I mean, with, you know, pray and hope, pray with Thanksgiving, pray with uh, Philippians 4, uh, pray with lament, pray with praise. I mean, all of those things, and uh, which is a tongue-in-cheek way of getting to your question, Seth. It's a good question. Uh, is I hope we pray like Christians mm-hmm. uh, when we cast our burdens That's upon good. the Lord because, because he cares for us. Yeah. Uh, we pray for our enemy. Right. That's not a that's not optional. That's a command. Yeah. Pray for your enemies and pray for those in authority, whether they be the police, whether they be the president, whether or not you voted for him or not. Uh, you know, and uh, as you know, I often talk about race and racism as Velcro issues or Velcro sins in some sense, meaning so many different things stick to them, whether it be politics, mm. economics, mm. education. Steph, you wrote that piece about uh, for United We Pray on redlining and yeah. racism and how we think through that as Christians. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there we see housing. So all these things stick to these issues. So insofar as we as Christians are praying about other issues, uh, we want to be praying about these things too uh, and how they and how we see them affect uh, our neighbors who are made in God's image uh, and affect our churches, which are to image God and to reflect His glory. Uh, and so we want to be praying in, in short, it feels weird saying it. You know, more I'm writing a book on these things right now. I'm basically saying, yeah, the way you should talk about these matters is like a Christian. Yeah, uh, and, but that's so much of Scripture too, right? Paul's saying, be what you are. Right, be a right, right. Christian that's about right. this. So that's good, and I, I love that you said like Christians because so often Christians fall. Um, pray to or maybe give in to letting the culture model how we should act. And so it's like, no, 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 act like Christians. Yeah, well, yeah. We're talking, I mean, we are talking, it's not to say, you know, there's not common grace things. And we often say, you know, we pray. Uh, we, have to do, we have to do more than pray. Uh, if we're to pursue racial, racial justice or follow Jesus amid race relations, but we can't do less. And what we're talking about with prayer is a distinctly Christian thing. And a unifying thing, right? We're not praying to different fathers. Jesus said in Matthew 6, pray like this, our Mm. father. And we pray to that same father because we're one in Christ and we should be living like that. That's right. That's Um, good. And so I think prayer is not just like this platitude, like, oh, we feel bad, let's pray. This is under under directive from our commander, from our Lord, from our brother, Jesus Christ, to go to our father. And even, you know, right before, I mean, this is, you know, one reason I one reason I started this podcast on prayer is because the Bible commands prayer. And, you know, John 17, Jesus is praying right before he goes. He's praying for us right before he's about to die, praying for our unity that he's about to go to the secure uh, mm-hmm. so that the world may believe that wow. the Father sent him. And so there are evangelistic uh, implications here that are crucial and important. I said this the other day that uh, you know, God really cares about our unity so much that he bled for it. Wow. And I think it's appropriate that as we as Christians follow in the steps of our Lord uh, to pray like him and yeah. to pray for the things that he was burdened for and that he bled for. Uh, and one of those things certainly is our unity. Um, That's good. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And the world is so divided. You know, we've got... Uh, this polarizing world that we live in. Um, mm. And I think you probably see it as well. The polarization of the world creeps into the church, right? We start oh, yeah. calling each other. How, how does uh, a lack of prayer bring division? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, a lack of prayer, the reason a lack of prayer, a lack of prayer is symptomatic often of a much deeper spiritual problem. Uh, 
uh, I think it was H.B. Charles who said, humble people pray, proud people don't. Mm. Uh, the things you pray about are the things you care about and the things you think are out of your control or you at least you recognize are out of your, your control. Things you don't pray about are things you think are relatively within mm-hmm. your grasp. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a reason why when Romans 12, uh, right there, when Paul goes on to talk about how we are to live one in the, with one another in harmony, it says, let no one think more highly of himself than he ought. Yeah. Or James, right? When he's talking about what causes quarrels and fights among you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it not this? The sin in your, your passions are at war within you. Uh, and he goes on to talk about wisdom, earthly and demonic wisdom uh, that is covetous and full of selfish ambition. Uh, and people who are driven by that kind of selfish ambition and filled with covetousness, they don't pray. They, it's just, it's just, they, they're not giving thanks to God. They're complaining about the things they don't have, not the things they do, not giving thanks for the things they do. Um, so a lack of prayer, uh, is a sign that, uh, I think, Joel, Joel, of a symptom of a presence of pride. Uh, and that pride, uh, simply doesn't do well, uh, with unifying, uh, and being a force or an agent for unity within a church because it's too busy elevating itself above others rather than humbling itself uh, to be around others and to say, you know, we're all sinners yeah. here at the foot of this cross. Yeah. Uh, we all right. actually need each other. I mean, I am I am concerned the way people are talking about, hey, you're, I don't, you don't need that Christian over there in mm-hmm. your life. That's good. And, God is like, and that's, actually, on, that's on both sides, right? Yeah. It's not like just... Yes, just- yes. Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Or all the sides, which no, no, you know, we we can regulate it to Left both right sides, but really, whatever. it's like yeah. it, it's so confusing, and it only takes conversations to realize where does your allegiance right. lie, and it should lie with Christ. Let me ask exactly. you this, so, I, Isaac. The I mean, I, I'm sure at Capitol Hill Baptist Church, you guys have a diversity of opinions there on a lot of different things, right? Um, yeah, certainly. It's uh, it's also a predominantly white church. Um, do you ever feel like in your own prayers at Capitol Hill that you kind of hold back a little bit because you're afraid of troubling the waters, you're afraid of stepping on toes? Uh, how do you think through praying according to your own conscience? Sure. Recognizing that there could be somebody in the room who, uh, sees something, you know, totally different than the way you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question, brother. Um, uh, you're writing your descriptions about the church. I mean, on some level, yes. Uh, and I'm assuming, Joel, you're obviously talking about kind of public corporate prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Is that right? Right. right. Yeah, I okay. assume people aren't in your prayer closet listening. In. Right, Maybe right. they are. Well, I, I mean, but that is a, that's a real factor, right? It's like, I don't assume everything I'm praying in my prayer closet needs to be prayed publicly. Okay. Gotcha. Right. It's like what my grandma said. She said, child, you don't have to say everything you know. Just like. Uh, like there are some things that belong to me and God, like that are kind of property of me and God's conversation that I don't, I don't assume I need to be saying publicly mm-hmm. uh, and every, and everything. Uh, but when we come to public prayer, do I face that temptation? Uh, yes, because I'm a human and I'm weak and I have fear of man at times. Um, but I hope I pray about things in such a way that any Christian can get behind that prayer. So when I'm praying about, uh, and that does mean, like, yeah, it means giving thought to the prayer, uh, not just saying, not rendering a verse. So, for instance, we could talk about, you know, some high-profile shooting happens. Uh, well, I'm not necessarily praying 
uh, you know, Lord, we pray that these cops are thrown in jail or, you know, but I can pray for justice to be done because both, if we're Christians, we want justice to be yeah. done. Right. Now, I might have a different idea of what justice is than you do, but we both want justice to be done, right? right. Um, and Lord, we, we lament the ways this reminds us even and echoes racial racial pain from the past and racial strife from the past. It's just like, well, yeah, insofar as this brings up hard things, we lament this. And I think, so in other words, we do want to be thoughtful in our prayers. Uh, and, you know, it's not, you know, whoever, you know, someone may have voted for, whether it was Biden or Trump, you know, we're not praying, you know, Lord curse this president, uh, because that's a, that's a divisive prayer. Um, but we are, I mean, we are praying for Trump when he was president. We were praying for Obama when he was president. We were praying for Bush when he was president. We will pray for Biden. Right. Um, and, you know, once all the, yeah. So, um, because again, uh, yeah, the directive is very clear from scripture to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, so we want to pray again. And that goes back to Steph, your question. How should we pray like Christians? Uh, and so if someone's coming to me being like, you shouldn't be praying for the president, I'm like, you don't have an issue with my prayer. You have an issue with scripture. Mm. Wow. You need to resolve that. You need yeah. to resolve it. And you can help them. That's the beauty of That's needing right. each other in the church. Yeah. That's right. I can help That's you do right. that humbly because I've, I'm there in different, different areas that I need to humbly mm-hmm. go before the Lord in the same way. You know something, Isaac, That's, right. that, that's coming to mind. Um, uh, as, we, as we think of unity as it relates to prayer, um, I was just talking to Steph earlier today about how unity in the church really requires you to think. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yep. as it relates to unity, we want to be driven by our feelings. We want to be driven by whatever's flashy or whatever uh, captures us immediately. But the reality is, is if we're going to pursue unity in the church, we have to really be thinkers about situations yeah. Yeah. and, uh, you know, yeah. what's really going on here. And I think prayer, I mean, if we're taking our prayer seriously, at least, prayer forces us to think, Right. Because, yeah. you know, I yeah. can't just simply pray, um, I don't know, pray, pray, whatever sounds cool, because I, I just kind of humbly recognize, like, God doesn't care what sounds cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I need to pray prayers that are God glorifying, that actually make sense uh, to, to the Lord who sits on the eternal throne, right? Yeah, amen. And then yeah. therefore, I'm actually thinking about these situations a little deeper. Yeah. And prayers yeah, I mean, that, oh, sorry, go ahead, bro. No, no, please stop. Go for it. No, no, I was just going to say in prayers that um, really take thought to the fact that we need God's Holy Spirit to help us even carry out what we're asking for. So, you know, it's not it's not easy to to think and it's not easy to even ask the Lord, humble my heart and help me uh, to forgive or humble my heart and help me not to be bitter, hum, humble my heart and help me love this brother or this enemy. And so I do think there's a spiritual aspect to it. It shouldn't be something that's so easy for us to do or else... I know we wouldn't need God for it, I'd, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, no, and I, I want to pick up on something both of you said. One is, you know, I want to be careful to say, I don't want someone listening to this to think that I've got to pray this extremely thoughtful prayer for it to be kind of, to, to make it up there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that's beauty good. of the Spirit, Romans 8. He intercedes for us right. with groaning too deep for words. Uh, and when, it literally, it says, when you don't know what to pray for as mm-hmm. you ought, right? It's like, oh my goodness. God's even so kind that he even helps me in prayer. Yeah. Helps my like helps me pray for the things I should be praying for. Whatever's going on uh, mm-hmm. in prayer, yeah. the Spirit is helping us. Um, but at the same time, Joel, I would 
I would like underscore, highlight, bold what you said about it does require thought, unity. And the kicker is, uh, I'll just talk about kind of evangelicals because that's where we live. We're just not good at thinking. We don't think with nuance. We don't like thinking deeply about things. We like action. People like things black and white, no pun intended, with and like man. Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people are coming to grips with is that God, while he has spoken sufficiently, has not spoken exhaustively about every topic, which means Christians are going to be able to disagree about some things and still be Christians. Not Christians and Marxists or Christians and racists, but just Christians and disagree about those things. And that's okay. And actually, God is more glorified, and I think at least, um, in our coming together with those disagreements because those disagreements highlight our unity and give us an opportunity to love one another. Because Jesus is like, if if you love people who love you, what good is that? He's like, you're sinners, do that. That's not saying anything uh, about you know, the power of the gospel. And when you start loving some people you vehemently disagree with, I think the world has something to look at. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, they're marveling at that. How in the earth does that happen? And we're like, well, right, Jesus, right. That's what we that's want. It. I mean, we want, we want people looking at the church saying, wow, look at how they want love one another. And I fear people with good reason can be looking at uh, a lot of American evangelicalism and saying, wow, Look at how they argue on Twitter. Just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Isaac, how, I'm wondering how you would define unity because I think sometimes when we think about unity and even as we're mm-hmm. praying for unity, uh, we mm-hmm. don't even know what we're talking about. You know, like sometimes I wonder if we just think unity means sameness. Mm. Unity means that we agree. On you know, sometimes, everything. yeah, like sometimes I've actually, uh, you know, tr- tried to sit down with people, and we're trying to figure out, okay, let's let's kind of f- let's figure out where we have common agreement so that we can have unity. And I, I don't think that's actually the definition of biblical unity. And you know, we I, I wonder if broadly speaking, we don't know what unity even means because we think it means that we have to agree on everything. But then on the, on the flip side, though. I feel like there's there's another uh, strain of people who might just say, well, um, let's just, I don't know, let's just agree to disagree. Let's not challenge each other. Mm-hmm. Let's not be convictional. And so, you know, where is this balance? And, and what actually is unity? What are we pursuing here? That's a great question, man. Um, because we're wise to define our terms. I mean, unity... Uh, it's, it's a hard question, right? Because it's kind of asking, like, what is love? It's like, um, uh, okay, mm-hmm. God is love. We know that from Scripture. But love yeah. is love is not love is a feeling. Love is an action. Love, love is, is a verb. Is what DC uh, talks about. Sing it, Joel. Sing it. But they were all wrong on that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's certainly enough. Anyway, uh, when we're talking about unity, we are talking about the objective re- union Christians have in Christ. Okay, so and I think this is important looking at it objectively. We if we are Christians, we are united in Christ. Mm. And that's important because Paul goes on to say, I think a lot of people think they need to create unity within the church, which is why they go and do all these things that would attract, frankly, even non-Christians. Like, hey, we have we're going to be unified around X or Y or Mm -hmm. this music or, you know, this view of something Uh, and our union in Christ. Uh, is the fact that we share 
him at our most, at our deepest level, Mm -hmm. meaning that we are family in Christ. We are one in Christ. I mean, this is the clearest analogy God has given us to what we are in him, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's something he achieved at the cross. So we don't create our unity in that sense. But Paul goes on to say, we maintain that unity, right? So we live in such a way that is consistent with that unity. And we do have to work for it because we're sinners and we elevate the wrong things about ourselves, whether it be our opinions, preferences, you know, jobs, whatever other aspect of our identity we might be tempted to elevate Mm -hmm. uh, wrongly over others. Now, to your point about kind of like what, what, I think you're asking a good kind of triage question of what do we need to be united in, which ultimately is the truth of the the truth and the gospel Mm -hmm. as we see it in scripture. So in in our church's statement of faith, we say scripture is the center of Christian union, mm-hmm. right? And so what do we mean there? Well, if we kind of think of three concentric circles, right? So at the middle, at the kind of bullseye, you need stuff, you have uh, stuff you have to agree on to be a Christian, right? Like if you, if you don't fall in this circle, we're not united. As much as, as nice as, you know, so I have Muslim friends, love them, but we are not united in Christ. Um, the second circle is stuff you need to agree on to do church together. So, hey, you know, Presbyterian do, we agree on everything in that first circle, but everything in that second circle, we don't agree on. Like, right. we either not, we're either going to baptize babies or not. We're either going to have women as pastors or we're not. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, you're not a Christian if we disagree about these things. We just can't do church together. Um, and then the third stuff, the third, the third ring circle is everything else. Uh, what do we, uh, these are things we can be Christians on, we can be Christians, we can even be in the same church, and we can disagree on. And I think a lot more things fall into that third circle than we're even comfortable with, and a lot of people are recognizing, like, oh, someone can have a different view of residential housing and the effects of history on it and still be a member of this church. But mm-hmm. that also means you can have a different view and still be a member of the church, Oh. Uh, in uh, good standing. So yeah. those are the things I think we want to look at in terms of how we're thinking through what we need to be united in, because you're exactly right. Unity is not just peace, right? Apparent peace. Mm-hmm. And this is why the prophets would say, y'all are talking about peace, peace, when there is no peace. And Martin, you know, Martin Luther King in his letter from a Birmingham jail says, people want the presence of peace with the absence of justice. Right. Right. And he calls that a negative peace. Anyway. Yeah. Look at you giving us inklings of this book. I feel like it's no, it's, it's, it's all up in there. there. It's, it's all I got. Steph, no, so. no, it's it's good. It's so you, good. And you've it's got a book fine. coming out, right? When is that coming? out? Yeah, Lord willing, Lord willing, I Lord mean, willing. Is there a name for the book yet? Oh does it have man, a title? Yeah, the publisher. We're going, we're going back and forth over that right now. But gotcha. uh, I'll tell you a certain. I'm happy to tell you the point of the book, which is to think. Literally, and I italicize those words, Joel. So I'm, I'm like, you got me dancing when you're talking about thinking. Okay. You think, in light of God's word, about why conversations about race are so hard and so important and how we can have them better. Uh, because I'm convinced that, and Steph, you made this point earlier, like these conversations are important. And I think a lot of people think are kind of like, hey, we've, we've, we've been talking. It's time to act. Uh, and I sympathize with that point. Uh, but I think the polarization is hitting such a such a kind of fever pitch that fresh attention to how to just even communicate with one another is mm-hmm. more than warranted. 
Um, and I think if we can't even talk with one another, how are we going to love each other, yeah. much less our neighbor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if we actually look at the smaller problem of the dysfunctional communication across color lines, we will actually learn some really important things about the larger problem of racial strife we see inside and outside of our churches. Um, and so I'm trying to get some biblical and slow and careful thought to the fact that many people in our churches do not even feel like they can have, be honest about these conversations mm-hmm. for the exact reasons we're talking about, right? Uh, and one of those reasons is fear. One of those reasons is lack of prayer. Right. It's like perhaps talking about these things would be easier if you prayed about them more. Right. You know, there's many reasons why this conversation is hard, and I think it's important to think about those reasons. Yeah. Uh, because if we realize, hey, this conversation is actually harder than I thought, maybe we'll be more gracious than we thought we were being for mm-hmm. that brother or sister. Mm-hmm. And maybe then we can really maintain our unity, love our neighbors in such a way that uh, a divided and dividing world has nothing to say. But man, look at how they love. Yeah, and I think we're we're we're, we're strained from that a bit. Yeah, so. we have some pseudo. I'd say uh, some examples of that going on in the world, which which should put us to shame when we think about what we have, the hope we have, and what Christ has done for us. We we see the outside world kind of mimicking things, and so that it that that should bring us to grieve. And there's we should go to the Lord in prayer for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want we want I want a conversation. I think we all want a conversation that is distinctly Christian. Mm-hmm. That is like you know, and when you when you're more worried about what your brother or sister is going to say to you than a non-Christian, I think that's a, a, a red flag. Like, what's going on there? So that, and I think, frankly, I love that question kind of, you know, the question that always comes up when we're talking about uh, of race and racism, from a lot of folks at least, is what can I do? I think that's a wonderful question in so many ways. I think it can be ill-informed, though, at times, and rash. Mm-hmm. And I think before we answer that question, we need to answer the question, why am I hiding in conversation? Mm. Why are people hiding around me? Why am I wearing a mask? Yeah. I don't mean COVID. I mean kind of metaphorically. <laughs> okay. like, why, why, what, at what cost does my hiding come at? Mm. And I think if folks thought about that, they would be uh, humbled in such a way that they realize we need a lot of help. Mm. And Lord willing, they pray more. That's good, man. Well, I hope your book produces fruit. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Thank you, man. I'd, I'd, ask, I'd only ask you and folks listening to this to, to pray for it. My prayer has been that God will be glorified in every mm-hmm. jot and tittle of this book. And I, I sincerely hope that happens. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, this has been a good conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the work y'all are doing. I mean, we, I love I, what is the name? What podcast am I on right now? Is, this is, is this all right, oh, man. I didn't even tell you where you are. I know you we are, just called bro, up Isaac. <laughs> you are on. Oh, bro, y'all just literally called me and started talking. Yeah, that's what we do. Right before we started. That's My what bad, we do. man. We should. We we have not ever ended our podcast episodes in prayer. Well, yet. we're not going to start now. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, My boss, so, lady brother, you are you're on the stoop. You're on the stoop. There we go. You're stoop with us the on the stoop. I like it. <laughs> we go get a little chicken box and a, and a little. Oh bit. my gosh! Yeah, a little half and half. Listen, I have not had a chicken box, but I want one now. I'm here for it. I'm Listen, here for it. Yeah, no, you're I'm, on the I'm gra- Well, hey, I'm how, grateful for y'all's ministry. How can we be praying for you? 
I mean, you certainly can be praying, uh, for, well, like I said, for the book. Please be praying for that. You can pray for, I mean, just personally, one thing I'm praying for is that simply that I can be in the delivery room uh, for our third baby with mm. COVID stuff. I mean, it's just, you have hospitals in the spikes. You have hospitals doing all sorts of different right, things. Right. So I'm just praying that I can be there. And I think, you know, this this is one reason, sorry, to make the show longer, but my next meeting can wait and... You know, y'all can edit this, this out. This is more important like. than your next meeting. <laughs> I can't guarantee <laughs> well, yeah. that. But yes, <laughs> go. <laughs> I would just say, like, okay, let's think about this. COVID has made it really hard to, for churches to gather. Not impossible, certainly, but it's just made it harder. And that means it's harder for us to pray together. And that means it's harder for us to enjoy that kind of unity we share when we all come to pray together. Um, and... I think that's important to think about because it helps us to be a bit more gracious as to why, you know, folks have been clapping at each other so hard on social media. It's like they've not been able to even pray together. Mm. Like so many of us are just missing those means of grace. Uh, and COVID is making that tough. Mm. Um, and right. so, you know, I think when we think about reasons and explanations for the difficulty, it, it gives us insight into how we, into what we're missing, into what we're taking for granted, and to what really helps us to remain united and one of those things is praying together, which mm-hmm. is the exact thing it's so hard to do mm-hmm. uh, when we can't gather together. What about, I mean, how can I be praying for the soup, one hope? The hearts here and the allegiances. We, we, we have so many conversations on um, pursuing holiness, not just because um, people are watching, but because God cares and he's worthy. Pray for uh, those who are suffering in various ways. We just have so much lament going on, and there is a inability to understand that God is okay with lamenting and has actually mm. shown us how we can lament and mourn. And so mm. we want to help people recognize um, the God that waits to comfort them, uh, that can cheer their soul up. So that would be um, two things. Pray against addictions. It's a big way that the um, enemy to devil, our own desires and fears creep into taking people's minds. And, and, and Stephanie's growing a baby in the womb. Yeah, you can pray for that. Hey, hey there it is. There's a baby in the womb. Thank you. Wow. I'm about to like quote Trip Lee's whole album, <laughs> a whole song just now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's that would the be latest. Listen, That's right. we, you know, Jesus just moves things quickly sometimes yeah. and slowly in other ways. Right? But here we are. Right? Well, how about there I close go. this stoop session in a word of prayer? Yeah, yeah maybe this is a tradition now. Go. Maybe we'll get to do this all the time. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this time that we could share with our brother Isaac. Uh, we just praise you for the fact that you have already united us as one people in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. God, we don't see that unity physically played out among us. Um, it, it sometimes feels as if there is no unity in the body, whether it's in our local church or just broadly speaking in, in, our, uh, in our church circles with other friends. Uh, but God, we believe that as Ephesians has told us, the host- wall of hostility has already been torn down and mm-hmm. that we are one in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so God, I just pray that we would be able to display that unity. We, we pray that even when we don't know what to pray, that we will still utter uh, weak prayers, knowing that we're praying mm-hmm. to a very strong God. Yeah. Uh, I do Amen. ask God that you would bless Isaac's book, that it would be helpful for many people. I pray that it might uh, stir up new conversations among people in healthy ways. And God, I do pray for the health of his baby. Uh, same thing with Stephanie's little one in her womb. Uh, we pray, God, that you would bless her pregnancy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Thanks, Thank fam. you all for having Appreciate me. your time, brother. Thanks for taking my phone call. <laughs> hey, really encouraging. Blame um, us on your next meeting. <laughs> Will do. All right. All right, y'all. See you, bro. All right. Bye, bro. Bye. It's good being among friends. Yeah. Isaac's a good dude, isn't he? So he is I don't know dude. if we mentioned the name of his podcast, but it's called United. We pray. Yep. United question mark. We, we pray. pray. United? We yeah. pray. United? We pray. We pray. You know, Isaac is such a wise guy. He is. I don't mean that in like a mobster sort of sense. You wish you meant it in a mobster sense. He's such sense. a wise dude. <laughs> yeah. So next, conversations with friends. Yeah, so we're going to commit the uh, December month to conversations. And not just conversations, but stories. Stories. You know, I feel like when I look back at our podcast and hear different stories that we've had, I'm my soul's... My soul is enriched. Is that mm-hmm. my soul is you know, encouraged? Yeah, and I like to think of our podcast in some ways as a story podcast. You know, isn't that really what we do? We tell stories. That's People come doing. by the stoop, and we yeah. get to just we're hear just about talking it. So, about stories. but we're actually going to have a couple church members from the Garden Church here on the stoop with us in December, and we're going to just talk about their stories. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good month. All right, so we'll see you on the stoop. Thanks for listening to The Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.